Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of Mondays with Matt. Matt Starkey and I hanging out to talk investing, finance, and retirement. And this week we're going to mind the gap. So we're going to find out what that means in just a second. We've got to mind some of these gaps because there's a few of them out there. We don't want to trip over them. But first, let's say hey to Matt. What's going on, buddy? How are you doing? Hey, Mark. I'm doing well. I'm just minding my gap here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, we are, we're in the middle of the month here. So uh, football season's back. We've got uh, fall starting to roll in. Pumpkin spice, everything is going to take Pumpkin over spice. soon. <laughs> we you had know. to mention pumpkin spice. Well, it's already it's already started. Like it's start, right. You know, I mean, it's you know, it was starting when there was still ninety degrees outside, and I think got, that just should be a rule. Okay, you got can't, my got my pumpkin spice lotion. Got my yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah. You can't my, talk. I think it should be a rule. You can't talk pumpkin spice until <laughs> at least the temperature drops below seventy. I mean, come that's on, right. right? That's right. <laughs> that should be your rule. So, uh, but anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad you're doing well. And uh, yeah, let's get into mining this gap here. Let's talk about this. So you ever been to London? Never have. No? Uh, you ever been on a subway? Uh, yes. Okay. So when you're transitioning from uh, the platform onto a subway train, and, and, and I noticed this in, in London, which is why I was bringing it up, but uh, there's uh, they call it the tube over there, not the subway, right? So they, uh-huh. there's a little sign that says, there's little signs that say mind the gap when you're stepping from, you know, the platform to the train. So you don't trip and fall or get stuck in train door or whatever, right? Yep. So my wife travels quite a bit. Well, she did for work prior to all this COVID stuff, but she had to at least, uh, at least once this year. And so we were chatting about that and I thought, well, that's a good place for have a conversation because we see a lot of gaps in the financial realm, in the retirement planning realm. So I thought, well, let's talk about them because most people, Matt, probably only think about this first one that I have on the list. And mm-hmm. uh, so I want to go through this one, but then I also want to spend some more time on the other kinds of gaps that we might encounter. So let's kick it off with the paycheck gap, because again, that's the one that everybody thinks about, right? You get to retirement, the day comes, you you know, you know, say goodbye, it's your last day at work. Well, now where am I getting a paycheck from? Well, there's going to be a gap, right? <laughs> if you don't right. have something set up, you got no money coming in and we, don't, we all still got to get paid even in retirement. So talk to me about the paycheck gap. Well, the paycheck gap is, yeah, it's exactly that. There's this gap of when we decide to walk away, when we decide to retire officially, or maybe we're not deciding to do it, but the company lets us go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we want to be conscious of some very important things. If you're not eligible yet for Social Security, or maybe you are, you got to find out where all of our income is coming from. So Yeah, how do we fill that gap, right? I talk about that with uh, my three-legged stool. Um, Number one is the first leg of a stool is our pension. So mm-hmm. do we have a defined benefit um, where we can qualify and file for a pension? A lot of times those are eligible after age 60 and you got so many years of service and they pay you a lifetime income stream. The nice thing is it's guaranteed and also typically will include health insurance, which allows us to retire earlier um, before age 65 when Medicare kicks in. And so we want to find out if you've got a pension. If you don't have a pension, then we need to be careful and we need to say, okay, where's, where's our money coming from? Um, once we're age 62, eligible to retire, you can take Social Security early, but not everybody does. Uh, some people want to wait till their full age so they have more money coming out. And then we got to figure out if we've got those two things in place. Social Security is that second leg of the stool. The third leg is our investments. 
Um, did we save money enough that we can start supplementing our income? Um, some people retire want to retire a little early. They'll fund all of their retirement for the first few years from their investments, which is very, you're able to do that. Um, we just need to make sure that we have a plan to do that well in advance and we've saved up enough money or invested enough money that we can take that money comfortably until Social Security and use Social Security as a supplement. So um, mind that gap. It's not always likely that we're going to be able to walk right from paycheck and have 100% of our income, um, even if we do have a pension and Social Security. And there are a few lucky ones Mm -hmm, that um, maybe got a buyout and it actually bumped their pension based on the last the income in the last couple of years of service. So um, some people actually retire with more money (laughs) coming from their pension and Social Security than while they were working. So we got to look at those numbers. And and if you haven't done that, beware of this paycheck gap. We should look very early. If you're 10 years out from retirement, let's sit down and talk about it. We need to have a plan. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's the first one. And that's the most common one we think about that one. So let's talk about some of the less common ones. Now, once you hear them, you go, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. But we often don't think about these. So Matt, many people over the last several years, and it's continuing to become a bigger trend, or at least especially with COVID, because some people are like, hey, I'm close, I'm fed up, I'm tired, whatever the case is. Maybe you want to retire before you know full retirement age, right? So whether that's sixty six or sixty seven, or let's even say just sixty two. Okay, let's say some. Um, let's just call it sixty for the sake of the argument. Well, you're going to have a Social Security, and even more importantly, and possibly bigger, a Medicare gap. So if you're trying to retire early, you know you may not have access to these things for a little while, depending on what that age is. That's true. The gap here, again, as we if if you want to retire younger on the younger side, I should say, um, not necessarily calling you old if you don't, but right, right. <laughs> um, but you know, it, a lot of a lot of folks are wanting that that lifestyle. Um, they won't, they they enjoy an early retirement, um, or they're able. Yeah, if you're retiring before sixty two, just kind of tied back into the last question, where are we going to get our income from? Um, some people have other other sources of income. You might have a spouse that's working, and one of us can retire early. Um, which I've got some people that are just doing that. In fact, today um, was a gentleman's first day of retirement. And uh, his wife is going to continue to work for a few more years because she doesn't feel that desire yet to retire, but also it's going to put them in a good situation where she's going to take full Social Security. She's a little younger and she still wants to work, so that's a good thing. Um, But you've got a gap there. Medicare kicks in. That's our social health insurance plan. And a lot of times that's at age 65 excuse me, not a lot of times, all the time that's at 65, but uh, frequently we'll have to figure out how to get there. You got to span this little gap with a bridge. And um, so that bridge could be, I'm going to rely on my spouse's health insurance, or maybe I'm going to shop the open marketplace for my own plan. You definitely want to cover major medical as we're this age. Um, Some people are very healthy in their early 60s and some people not. So Mm -hmm. we want to pick a plan that's appropriate for us. And a lot of times what I'll do is I'll have clients work with a trusted colleague of mine or two that um, offer health insurance or they can can do an analysis on what coverages they need. And um, just beware that if you are going to retire early, you want to pay attention to things like get your Physicals done while your insurance is good. Check your eyes. Check your teeth. You know, make sure all your major um, medical stuff is taken care of before we retire as well. 
Yeah, exactly. And so, because again, if you're thinking about pulling that trigger early, and a lot of times it really becomes the Medicare gap, that can be the kind of costly one. If you retire five years, let's say at 60, like I said, you've got to figure out how you're going to cover that medical coverage for five years before Medicare kicks in. And, you know, that could be costly. So yeah, that's yeah, going to affect it can your, be. Yeah. And it's going to affect, if you're pulling that from your assets, that's going to possibly affect, you know, some other things down the line. So you need to have that plan. You need to be working with an advisor on a strategy so that you're not, you know, you know, derailing your longevity, so to speak, the, the longevity of your money by having to cover that for five years. So just something to ponder. Yeah, absolutely. And and for those, it, you know, it's doable, folks. You got oh, it is you, doable. If, yeah. you, if you've saved and invested and you've been diligent to put away, um, we just set aside a plan that's actually going to physically meet those needs and you can retire with peace of mind <laughs> early just by having that planned out ahead of time. So Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's mining the uh, Social Security and Medicare gap. Number three, Matt, is the inflation gap. And, of course, we have certainly seen this gap grow in the last few months, and it's probably going to be here a while longer as well. So we're going to have to really – it's always going to be there, but we're going to have to think about it. And I thought this was kind of interesting. I don't know if you saw this yet or not, Matt, but Social Security is doing quite the uh, cost-of-living adjustment here coming up, I believe, in 2022. And it's one of the biggest ones they've done in a really long time. So if that doesn't tell you a little something about inflation, I'm not sure what does. <laughs> That's right. Because they yeah, never do one that big. We've had, yeah, this this coming up uh, looks like it's going to be in the 6% range. Um, and, you know, we've typical cost of living for Social Security is what, about 3, 3% adjustments. You know, with the pandemic in the last year, and run, you know, companies shutting down and running out of employees and running out of goods and services and waiting to sell all this inventory that was was jammed up. Um, what happened is is it's caused a lot of businesses to actually not be able to provide for the demand that's there. And um, yeah, now prices are going up because of um, supply and demand. And so inflation is going to always be there. Even if you go back to the price of, let's say, fuel, you know, back in the 1950s to the 70s. And then you look at the 70s to the 90s and you look every 20 years, I mean, you see significant costs and increases in prices. Now, is it in every category? No. And and they fluctuate and rotate. But as a general rule, it's not getting any cheaper to live. It's getting more expensive. And uh, so we need to, we need to factor that, that inflation gap. How do you best outpace inflation? Well, you're your income either has to adjust, like so, like they're doing with Social Security, or we have to be growing our investments so that I can supplement and make sure that I can pay the prices, the higher prices in the future. And so part of that is just staying invested in equities. If I look at the historical returns for fixed income or cash, and um, I look at the historical prices for stocks or equities, then I'm going to see that stocks have always given me a premium over fixed income. Therefore, I should probably always have some stocks or even a diversified mix in my portfolio for the long term. Well, people say, I'm afraid of the market. Well, if you don't want your money to run out, if you don't want to uh, lose your buy- purchasing power to inflation, then you have to mind this inflation gap. You've got to outpace the inflation. So if it's at 6%, if I stay invested in equities, there's a very good chance that I'm, I'm going to earn you know, much higher than 6%. And there's good reasons for it. I won't get into it in this podcast, but um, there's good reasons why companies are going to stay profitable because they want to attract your investment dollars. And so there's going to always be outpacing um, inflation by owning equities. It's just a matter of fact. 
Right. Exactly. And <laughs> and so inflation is always going to be a part of the life, but you know, it's going to ebb and flow. It's going to grow. Sometimes that gap's going to be bigger, so we've got to compensate for it. Uh, long-term care gap. Okay, so this one, Matt, obviously, big, big, big deal here. Um, it outpaces inflation a lot of times in those in, in those percentages and what it's costing. And you know, if it if it hits your family, and there's a good chance it's going to to some degree, I mean, you've got to talk about this gap. It's it can be pretty detrimental. The long-term care gap is very detrimental to a lot of people's plan. Um, so there's a couple of ways that I you know, like to talk about this. With husband and wife, in today's society, things have changed so much drastically different than they were, you know, 40 years ago. So your parents, um, if you're listening to this podcast, your parents often took and stayed at home or there was somebody who lived at mom and dad's house to help take care of them. Or mom and dad would come and live with family. You know, families used to grow up on a farm or in one location, and often they stuck together. Um, If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably in a generation where we spread out a little bit more. We grew grew up and we moved away from home, and now mom and dad are participating in an assisted living or potentially a nursing home. Families aren't staying there on the the family farm or the family home, Mm -hmm, and they're not taking care of them in their home, but they've They've got caught up in the double income kids, you know, um, daycare. And now our parents, we, we don't have time to take off of our jobs. So we're not staying home with them. And we're going to just pay or have the parents pay for retirement uh, care, assisted living or nursing home care. That's happening right now. And as the, the greatest generation dies off and the boomers are rising up, um, the same scenario. I mean, a lot of people are moving away. They get married and move elsewhere. Um, there's not a lot of people that were raised in their home and stay in their hometown very, very often. They're not far away necessarily, but um, some are. And so what we see is we see a greater need for long-term care, and we've got to pay for that. Um, this is one of those expenses that is just outrageously ridiculous, and it's priced so high. And But people are pay- able to pay it. The lifestyles, the assets that they've accumulated, sometimes they're able to pay. If you need nursing home coverage nowadays, I mean, that could easily range to eighty to $90,000 yeah. a year. Yeah. So husband and wife, you know, if you have uh, half a million dollars of investments and one of you need uh, nursing care for, for um, you know, let's say three years, that can put a significant dent in the nest egg. Yeah, and if it's a dementia or a, a, some a mental you know issue, Matt, I think it's the average is eight to ten years, and then the cost is even higher. It could actually destroy it. And often, what happens is the other person, the other spouse who doesn't have the issue, it wrecks their retirement. Right? It's not just the person because the person, unfortunately, who's going through it may not even be aware of what's happening. Right? And it just depletes everything for the other person. So it can be a, yep. a rough, a rough place to be in. Yes, it can. And and here's where a big gap often is created. And um, it's one of those things that a lot of people don't know, mm-hmm. or they, they might know, they kind of know, but they're not comfortable putting out the money for the long-term care insurance. Mm. And so a lot of times some have, and, and they've been diligent about it. And thankfully, some of those po- those policies often tend to pay out fairly well. You hear a couple of horror stories, but um, most people just are not sure if they're going to use that insurance or not. So definitely something to assess, definitely something to calculate the cost and say, do we want this coverage? Do we not want this coverage? And if we don't get it, what's the potential that could happen? Yeah. If you've, if you've got a history of 
um, you know, dementia or something like that in your family with healthcare and those expenses, if we're all living longer, there's a very good chance that a majority of statistically, a majority of your retirement assets are going to be spent for healthcare. So just know that. And yep. there's a big long-term care gap and figure out if you want to insure against it. Yeah. And these, again, are all different kinds of gaps for you to have conversations with your financial professional with. And, and we'll finish off with the last one. And unfortunately, Matt, it's just, it's par for the course. It's, well, it's part of being human. We're all going to pass away. Uh, and in what you do for a living, you inevitably work with couples where someone's going to pass away, often one person before the other. And so you're going to have the widow's gap or widowers, but you're going to have this widow's gap. And there's a couple of key points here that Uh, People often overlook, and this is where the gap comes into place. And if you're not addressing this, it can sting pretty good on top of what you're already going through. So give me a couple of those main points that people need to think about when it comes to the widow's gap. Yeah, this is, um, Mark, for whatever reason, this is an area that I'm very sensitive to. My dad passed away in 2010, and I saw my mom go through it. But I think I was attuned to the the factor before that, but um, it became more real at that point. Um, The widow's gap. Plan on leaving the earth (laughs) at different times. It doesn't always happen that way, but very likely if you're married and you're heading into retirement, be conscious of this factor. Let me say that again. You know, be conscious that one of you is likely to leave the earth before the other one. And when that happens, there's big changes that happen. A lot of times our expenses are not cut in half. They're probably about 80 to 90% the same. You know, you got your insurances and you've got um, taxes, we've got income tax and we've got, but, but, but the problem is a lot of us lose a pension or part of a pension and then you lose one of the social security checks. So a, a big factor of somebody's income during retirement, you, you know, that, that surviving spouse gets hit with a big pay cut. And a lot of times if you're not prepared for that, that can seriously um, affect their standard of living. And so having a good insurance plan or having your investments set up and, and plan this out so that if one of us passes away, um, the other one isn't going to be facing not only an emotional loss, but a big financial loss as well. Um, we want to make sure that this, this is taken care of. I hate to see somebody that has to change this, their lifestyle because you know we had all of our eggs in one basket on one spouse's income. Um, So make a good plan so that the widow is taken care of and doesn't have to be reliant on family, doesn't have to be reliant on handouts or the government assistance, but make sure that you take care of your spouse. And and this comes through good planning, comes through possibly having life insurance where necessary, and just having having a good, solid financial plan in place. Yep. Um, Your widow's benefit from Social Security doesn't kick in until 60, so... You want to make sure that you've got things covered. Let's say you're going to retire early, or maybe if you're not, but you're you're just planning that something could happen to us. And if if I die before we're old enough, my spouse can't get access to my pension. They can't get access to Social Security. And now what? Um, yeah. We need to make sure and have that income to bridge us to the gap of widow's benefit for Social Security and or filing for the pension benefit. Um, and a lot of times just this is a big pothole that people just don't pay attention to. Yeah, and to. that kicker is too something, you know, is that your income, you know, is probably gonna go down and your tax bracket's gonna go up. So it's just a double whammy because you're gonna go into the single payer, right? After yep. being, you know, the double payer or the uh, married this filing is, jointly. 
you know. This so, is true. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it's like you know, you're getting punched in the teeth twice. You know, on top of losing, you know, your loved one. So yeah, unfortunately, the widow's gap is a real thing, and it definitely happens. So make sure that you are minding these gaps, folks. Having conversations with your advisor so that you uh, don't trip over these. And of course, to tie it back into that analogy to begin with is uh, you know when we're stepping for transferring from one place to another, from like the platform to the subway car or whatever the case is, or on an airplane, we're always you know, trying to be careful of minding that gap. Well, there's financial gaps as well, so make sure you're minding those. And if you need help, reach out to Matt uh, by just giving him a call. You can call him 989-401-2949. That's 989-401-2949. Or stop by the website, greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast while you're there. Go to the podcast page. Uh, or you can also just subscribe by typing in Mondays with Matt on your smartphone because you probably have one of these apps already installed. Like if you're an Apple user, Apple Podcasts is already on your phone. So just go to the search box and type that in. And you could heart it that way. Same thing with Google Podcasts or Spotify or whatever you happen to use. All right, Matt, we better get out of here this week, but thanks for hanging out with me and talking about minding these gaps. And I appreciate your time as always. And I'll catch you in October. Thank you, Mark. And thanks everybody for listening. Uh, if we kept your attention for that whole uh, time frame, well, we're, we're happy that you're listening. We're happy that you're paying attention. And uh, don't forget to mind the gap in your situation. Maybe you know a loved one that would benefit from uh, minding their gap. Uh, if you can't comfortably uh, make suggestions, definitely give have your loved one give us a call and we'll be that uh, third party opinion that can kind of get the point across to them. So uh, don't forget about those people that uh, you're afraid to talk to about these things. Yeah, very true. Very true. All right, folks, well, have yourself a great week. We'll see you next time, as always, here on Mondays with Matt, where we try to provide you with some hopefully useful nuggets of information about your retirement journey. We'll catch you next time here on the podcast. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.